This podcast episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley's Organic Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Now, we all know that many olive oils are cut with seed oils or that they are rancid, and so it's not always easiest to find a quality and properly sourced olive oil. Yes, in case you didn't know, many store bought olive oils are diluted or blended, compromising both taste and quality, and may even cause rancidity. I'm really glad that Paleo Valley's extra virgin olive oil remains pure and unadulterated, sourced from a single organic valley in Greece. Paleo Valley ensures freshness and nutrient content by packaging their olive oil in dark glass bottles. At a certain point, I stopped using extra virgin olive oil, but once our practice started working with people with chronic inflammatory response syndrome or SIRS, we started recommending it for the reduction of TGF beta 1. It is an immune system marker that shows inflammation both for COVID 19, SIRS, and actually many other illnesses. So if your TGF beta 1 is high, you may want to try incorporating a little bit of extra virgin olive oil. Make sure to check it out. It comes in a two pack package. And remember, All Paleo Valley products are guaranteed with a money back guarantee. Go to paleovalley.com slash nwj to get 15% off your order. Thanks for supporting companies that support this podcast. Hey guys, it's Judy from Nutrition with Judy. Thanks for joining me today. While you're here, please make sure to like and subscribe, hit the red button. And if you're listening to this on podcast, please make sure to leave a review as this allows my content to get in front of more people. Thank you for that. My name is Judy Cho, and I'm board certified in holistic nutrition. And I focus on root cause healing. And oftentimes that starts with the carnivore cures meat only elimination diet. Okay, so today is a solo episode where I am going to talk through. My five year carnivore journey, the lessons learned, and some of my tips that I would recommend to my mostly carnivore clients, as well as the social media space. So get ready. I am going to talk through several tips and recommendations and just have some real talk with you guys. Okay, number one, know yourself. You have to know yourself. For some people, we are abstainers where it just is easier to say 100% no to carbs, that carbs are not food. And that will allow us to stay more consistent. So, figure out if you are an abstainer, which is basically black or white with carbohydrates. So, all carbs are off the table. If an apple ends up turning into an apple pie, that is probably a sign that apples are not ideal for you as of this moment in time in your life. So, knowing yourself is really important. If you're a moderator and you know that all or nothing things are kind of frightening for you and that you just do better with a little bit of moderation, then maybe carbs are okay for you. This is really where you need to be honest with yourself. But I really come to learn with my clients and even myself if you are a true moderator and then you're trying to do beef only long term, it's a not good situation. And then if you're an abstainer and if you're trying to add back fruits and honey because people advocate for that, and then you try to do it and then you end up eating like the full standard American diet, it's probably not a good idea. And this is why I always say we have to know ourselves. Are you all or nothing with alcohol, all or nothing with shopping, all or nothing with activities and indulgences and even carbohydrates? This is such an important thing to figure out then how you can be successful. If you're a moderator, maybe you can do carnivore with a variety of meats. And maybe you don't have to include carbs, but you have literally every single part of the animal kingdom, including fish, cheese, dairy, milk. And that may 
allow you to be more successful. I believe that eating meat only saying that I can only eat meat versus I choose to only eat meat are two different places of healing. I want my clients, just like I want every single one of you to get to, I choose to eat only meat. Those are really two different places of healing. And it's why I even test myself with some leafy greens occasionally cook leafy greens, which I think are some of the safest veggies and not because I need the carbohydrates, but just to test myself, my resiliency and seeing if I'm healing where I can choose to not eat these vegetables and that I'm choosing to eat only meat. Again, it's a totally different place of healing. After five years, I'm able to dabble in that. So on most days, I'm still meat-only carnivore, but there are some days where I'm meat-based. Okay, number two, you have to be consistent. So this kind of goes back to number one. I've learned that I tried to do beef only for such a long time in the very beginning of my carnivore days. And I'd always end up struggling because I think I wanted more than just beef and I wanted more variety. And I will link to a blog post where I talk about don't eat just beef long-term as there are nutrients that are a little less adequate in beef only. So when I would try to do beef only long-term, I'd end up struggling. And sometimes I'd end up being keto. And sometimes I'd end up becoming the standard American diet. So what I've learned is I need to find the way that I can do carnivore that would allow me to be consistent. And that included eating oysters and salmon and chicken and chicken wings and pork and pork belly and bacon and all of these things, and including cheese. So that's where you have to figure out what will allow you to stay consistent. If your guiding light or shooting star is eating beef only, but that makes you fail every few days, then it's probably not the right diet for you. And that goes back to number one about being an abstainer or moderator. So find the diet that makes sense for you in terms of abstainer or moderator, and then find the diet that will allow you to stay consistent. Okay. So number three, OMAD isn't my friend. And I don't think it's friends for most people, especially my clients. Now I know a lot of people in the carnivore space do OMAD or one meal a day. So if you feel that OMAD is working for you, just skip through this step. When I first started carnivore, I was plant-based keto, and then I went to uh, full carnivore. And so it was a hard transition for me to all of a sudden eat two pounds of meat because that was sort of the mantra back then and to eat two pounds of meat in one sitting. And I forced myself to do it for a good six months to a year. And every time thereafter, I would have hypoglycemic effects. I'd get super tired. My blood sugar would go down and then it would go up. And I just felt like I had carb loaded. And over time, I realized that my digestion was not sufficient. And I just did a lot better when I split my meals into two meals a day. One thing that I liked about OMAD was that I had this excuse of allowing my binges to continue. So I finally had this permission to be eating to my heart's content, eating to the point that I was so full that I felt like I almost needed to purge, but then it was okay because, Hey, I'm going to fast for the next 23 point and a half hours. And I realized that when I needed to eat another meal or there was a social activity and I needed to eat or something happened that I needed to eat outside my binge emotions started popping up where, Oh, I didn't eat enough. I need to eat more. Oh no. What am I going to do? I have to eat another meal later on. Can I control myself? And that out of control feeling wasn't where I thought true healing was. And so that's where I started deciding that I'm going to start eating two meals a day. There were a lot of hiccups. There were a lot of days where I was scared to eat my second meal or stop my first meal. But again, you have to figure out what makes sense for you. I'm all about root cause healing. And I never want to have a limit where I can't eat a second meal because if I eat a second meal that I'm going to overeat or I'm going to binge, or it's going to trigger me and my eating disorder. The other reason I don't like OMAD in general is that our digestion, most people's guts, whether you've ever taken Pepsid AC or you've taken any of the proton pump inhibitors or 
if you've ever had heartburn and you've taken those medications, and if we've been having a lot of stress our whole lives, our stomach acid is either too high in the level of pH, or there's just not enough. And so if you understand that, well, it's going to take a lot longer and harder to digest our meats. Now, it is still more easier to digest and assimilate nutrients than plants. But I still have clients to this day that when we do blood work, they may be deficient in B6 or B12 or B1. And you would wonder why when meat has the most of that. And it's because their digestion and absorption are not in the greatest spot. And if you think about it, we need our stomach acid to break down our meats to then produce the zinc from the meats. And then we need zinc in order to produce the hydrochloric acid, which is our stomach acid. There's a lot of examples like that, but sometimes if you just were to break up the meals, you have two chances of being able to absorb the nutrients and assimilate them versus the one chance. Maybe you could do OMAD later on in carnivore where your diet and your digestion are perfect. But in the beginning, I would actually recommend people do more than one meal a day for that reason. The last thing is that I interviewed Dr. Donald Lehman, and he is a protein expert. And he talks about how there are research studies where it shows that 40 grams of protein, maybe up to 60 grams, or it's kind of like the most that our bodies will benefit from protein, not that you don't absorb it, but that you can really synthesize that protein. So if you're eating all of your protein in one sitting and you're having 150 grams of protein in one sitting, the question is how much of your body is really utilizing that to mass capacity so that you can be maintaining your muscle mass. It's just, again, another thing to think about as you are doing OMAD. For me, I do not recommend OMAD to my clients. I would say 95% of my clients do not do OMAD and um, most of my clients are carnivore. Okay. Number four, liver isn't your friend. When I first started carnivore and I was an advocate and I was sharing all these infographics on carnivore and meat only carnivore, I shared a lot about liver. I have so many infographics about the different varieties of liver and nutrient density and even recipes. I was a big proponent of consuming liver pâtés because it goes down a lot easier than just beef liver. But as I learned a lot more about liver and vitamin A toxicity and even uric acid levels, I don't think that people need to be eating liver, maybe on occasion, maybe if you were really nutrient depleted, maybe if you're a vegan before you're starting this way of eating, maybe if you're anorexic, but generally most people do not need to be eating liver. I think heart and intestines and other types of organs, but not the liver and kidneys. Um, but in general, the other organs may be okay, but always eat the organs in context of a full animal. So if you're eating a 900 pound animal or your liver is only 20 or 15 pounds, you want to eat it to that ratio. So I don't think even if people want to argue ancestrally that I don't think people got to eat liver every single day. So it's something to think about. I know in the community, it's very, oh, you're not feeling well, you don't have energy, liver harder, liver harder. And I telling you that most of my clients do not consume liver. And a lot of them, I will have them stop liver when they first start working with me, because one, it's not moving the needle a lot. The supplements are really expensive. And then also there is that risk of vitamin A. I will put in the show notes, a lot of that information as well. Okay. Number five, trust your body. I know it's really difficult when there's so much nutritional content online on social media, we are living in the age of information. So it gets to be overwhelming. And here's what I'll always advocate for. And what I tell my clients is you have to trust your own body's innate wisdom or your own body's inner wisdom. When we smell rotten meat, our stomach 
turns. And that's exactly our body's inner wisdom. We have to trust that again. And I know a lot of people are really disconnected with their body. So here's five things that I recommend within the trust your body and it's sleep, stool, moods, energy, and hormones. If those are relatively consistent and for women with hormones, it's also making sure that you're not really having a lot of hot flashes and that your periods are consistent. Those five things will really dictate if this diet is working well for you. So if it's not, make sure that you're eating enough and then consider, are you eating a variety and things like that? For me, as I healed in those things, I didn't, I kind of stopped listening to other people's recommendations of how I should be doing carnivore the way that should work for me better. Because when those five things started adding up for me, I knew that I was doing the right thing for my own body. Okay. Number six is pretty big. Don't get stuck on dogmas. If you actually listen to a lot of my content, I'm really not dogmatic. I always believe that people should find what works for you, but I believe that you should be honest with yourself. So if you're justifying to eat fruits so that you can eat fruits to feel better, the reason I always ask is why, like get to root cause. Do you need fruits for energy? You shouldn't need fruits. But if you do, the question is why, if you want to have fruits because you enjoy them occasionally, you can handle it. Not a problem. I don't think that's an issue in at all. And I think the same, even with liver, if you feel fine eating liver on occasion, maybe an ounce a week, maybe an ounce every two weeks, fine. Not a big deal. When I first joined the carnivore diet, there was a lot of dogma out there. There was this two pounds of meat or three pounds. And don't worry if you gain weight, because after you gain weight for a while, you'll eventually lose it. And here's some examples of it. Well, the thing is for me, I listened to that and I was way overeating than I needed to. And I started gaining weight and I would just trust the process. I got to trust the process that I would get that hypoglycemic effect. I was doing OMAD and it wasn't working. And it wasn't until I broke that dogma that I realized the carnivore part that actually worked for me. I don't eat two pounds a day anymore. And I found that higher fat works for me. You have to find again, what works for you and not just trust that so-and-so carnivore is doing it. So therefore it must work for me. We are all so genetically different. We are on different healing journeys, our backgrounds, our trauma, our childhood. There's a lot of things that are so different. So we cannot compare ourselves to these influencers online, or even myself, you eventually have to use the information you hear and learn, and then apply it to your life and see what makes sense for you. So here's some of the dogmas that I struggle with in the beginning that I've learned that for me and my practice that they do not hold true one that you cannot gain weight on carnivore. So calories in calories out. Obviously we know that that's not necessarily true, but if you eat excess of calories, you can gain weight on carnivore. You can gain weight on carnivore dogma. Number two, If it isn't working carnivore harder, go down to beef only. Now I believe when you're struggling with an autoimmune and you're trying to heal your gut, I think it's a great way to heal. So if you go down to ruminant meats, clean up your diet as make it as simplistic as possible. Totally. That's that makes a lot of sense, but if you're not feeling well and you can tolerate other meats, but people are telling you just beef only. So that will make you feel even better because you don't have energy. I found that it doesn't really hold true. So if you aren't feeling better, Figure out if it's a macro thing or maybe a fat thing or maybe more hydration or timing of meals or how many meals, but I don't think it's that you need to just eat beef. Cause I know a lot of people that have done beef only and they don't get to six pack status and also that all their problems go away. So just know that it's not always just about carnivoring harder. A dogma number three, meat only heals everything. I believe that meat only heals so much. And If it's not the last piece of the puzzle, 
it'll still give you one piece of the puzzle, the big puzzle of getting to root cause healing. And then you can figure out, okay, if it's not food, that's my issue. Then what else could it be? Could it be metals? Can it be um, toxins? Can it be mold? But I believe that meat only heals a lot and it could do tremendous healing, but there are some things that actually need other support. And it's not just about meat. Now, having that said, I don't think there's any diet better than meat only carnivore. So while meat only carnivore won't fix all your problems, there's no other diet that will help you get to the place to actually get to root cause healing. I believe that carnivore is the lowest inflammatory diets, the most anti-inflammatory diet so that you can then knock out all foods as suspects. And then you can actually figure out what else is causing inflammation in your body. Okay. Number four, dogma. Number four, I already kind of touched upon this, but two to three pounds of meat. So Laura and I on our cutting against the grain podcast, we talked about how two pounds of ground beef is not the same as two pounds of ribeye. So I know people say that as a recommendation, I think you should go more with 0.8 grams of protein per one pound of ideal body weight. So if you weigh a hundred pounds, you should at least be consuming 80 grams of protein. And that's a little bit more of a better baseline. And then you can kind of go up from there and maybe go a little bit lower than that, but not by much, and then see how you're feeling. Obviously trust your body, but that two to three pounds dogma is just, I don't know where people got it. Okay. Number five, zero supplements. I was told that meat only has everything we need. And so therefore we do not need supplements. I totally bought into that. And then once I started working with my clients, well, meat only wasn't fixing everything. And so as we use gut supports, I've noticed that that's how they will heal a lot more. I have clients that have done the grass finished pasture raised, only ate those types of meat with water and salt, and they were still not doing well. And it took them to take some supplements change up their diet a little bit to get to more healing and then even reduce their thyroid medications. So the whole mantra about, well, you get everything in your meat or your eggs. Again, it goes back to digestion and assimilation and absorption. And also if your body is in a stress state, our bodies cannot digest well, and it cannot heal well when we are in a stress state. So if we're in that fight or flight mode, your ability to digest and your ability to heal goes down. So just make sure that when you are taking off all the supplements that you were taking, go slow with that and work with a practitioner to figure out what do I need to remove? What am I deficient in? And what can be my bandaid for now while I'm just getting assimilated to carnivore. But then over time, the goal is to get off most supplements. Okay. Number six, zero fasting. So that was another thing I heard is, well, carnivore is like a fasting mimicking diet. So why do people need to fast? Well, one thing I can tell you is that I had clients that would graze throughout their morning to night. And it's, Hey, everything's carnivore. Um, this is a fasting mimicking diet. So I'm good. And then only to know that they are gaining weight. They're not feeling good and they're just not doing well. One, if you are coming to this diet with diabetes and insulin, then you may want to actually fast so that you can drop down that insulin more. And then two, if you're eating like leaner meats, or you're not able to tolerate a lot of fat, which is kind of common when you're first starting, you may have to fast a little bit. I think it's ideal to have maybe two, three meals and then not much in between, but you want to maybe do just lunch and breakfast and then fast the rest or breakfast and dinner as you're healing. I used to religiously fast when I first started, did the OMAD, and then I moved to about 20 hours of fasting. And now I never track some days I do 16, I do 18, some days I don't fast at all. I go with my body and that's the goal of where to get to, but to say that no one needs fasting, I think we need some guardrails when we first start. And I think when we say this diet is 
a fasting mimicking diet. Well, if you eat enough protein in a meal, your blood sugar will go up because of gluconeogenesis. You could track it yourself. Take your blood glucose after two to three hours of eating, and you'll see for some people, their blood sugar will go up. If your blood sugar is really dysregulated, you'll actually see it kind of go down and then you'll feel tired. And that's a sign of your blood sugar dysregulating. So again, if fasting works for you, don't worry about it. Just make sure that when you are actually eating, that you are eating sufficiently. The last thing I want to bring up about my five-year carnivore journey, and it's really sort of my online journey too. So my channel is fully meat-based and I am a carnivore and most days I am meat only, but I will not be dogmatic and live in an echo chamber on my channel. Nutrition with Judy is holistic health wellness. So it's about the full body. It is not just nutrition. It is also about the mind body connection. It's about stress management. It's about finding good relationships in your life. I just read it the other day that the number one way for people to heal from trauma is to feel genuine connection with other people. So these are things that are so important into holistic health. You can have the best diet in the world. And if you don't clean up everything else in your life, you're not going to be living your best. And my goal is to get you to be at your best. And I understand that some people do not like that. I don't have only meat only carnivores on my channel. And I understand that, especially if you're new, it's kind of confusing when I have other advocates from other places, but I interview people that may not be carnivore, but they're experts in their own field of things. I interviewed Dr. Senef, even though she's not carnivore, because she is the expert in GMOs and glyphosates. I interviewed Dr. Donald because he is the expert with protein. I interviewed Dr. Bright because she is an expert in food addiction and none of them are carnivore, but we can glean that part of their mastery and apply it to our lives. I would hope that we can improve our diet and the way that we're healing with our diet and our lifestyle. And that's the content I really want to bring to this community because I really want root cause healing. If I never challenged all of what we believe, I would still be advocating for liver and recommending liver pâtés and having that everywhere. But as we have evolved, we've learned that for some people, liver can be vitamin A toxic. And so with that content, if I was just to stay in my space, my little box, my little carnivore box, then we would never learn and grow and challenge certain things that could actually be more beneficial for our way of eating. If we never challenge things, then we may have never found carnivore. It's just something to think about. I can't say you'll always like the people I interview or agree with some of the people I bring on or even my own thoughts. But what I can promise you is you will always get sincerity with me. You'll always get consistency with me. And you will always get real talk with whether it's cutting against the grain, whether it's nutrition with Judy, I am here to help people find another lever to get to root cause healing. And that is the only reason I am here. And so while the conversations may not always be easy to talk about trauma or relationships or other parts of our life, even spirituality, while it's not easy to talk about, my channel is not for popularity or likes and clicks. It's really to help you find levers for healing or thoughts to really leave you with to think about for your own life. So if you're up for it, stick around because this is the content I'll share. And I will always be a fan of meat only carnivore and advocate for that because I know the healing that some of my most unwell clients have healed. Okay, guys, make sure to eat a lot of meat. Take care of your bodies because it is the only place you have to live. I will talk to you later. Bye, guys.
Thanks for listening to the Nutrition with Judy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please make sure to leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app so more listeners like you can find the show. If you want more practitioner care and support, head over to nutritionwithjudy.com slash groups so you can get more real talk about carnivore, the environment, and root cause healing. You can also find my content on Nutrition with Judy's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Make sure to sign up for my weekly newsletter and learn more about in-depth articles with infographics at nutritionwithjudy.com slash articles. You can find my two books, Carnivore Cure and the Complete Carnivore Diet for Beginners on carnivorecure.com and amazon.com. At the heart of Nutrition with Judy's practice, our mission lies with a deep, unwavering passion for service and community. We will continue to empower you to have the knowledge and tools to live a life nearly symptom-free because we firmly believe in healing and wellness for all.